It's the greatest time of the week, folks. This is our first Freeform Friday back after about a month, and I'm very excited about it. And if you are just joining us for the first time, uh, Freeform Friday is what we do, obviously, on Fridays. Chris goes on to our Twitter page, twitter.com slash unscriptedmc, and he finds things that people are talking about. He picks out some things that we want to discuss, we banter about, and move on to the next, next topic. It's a great way to end a week of great shows this week. Our first full week back, and uh, we've had Bernie Nichols, and we've talked the NFL draft. We just had a very nice week of shows, and now we wrap it up with what we call Freeform Friday. And having said all that, I hand the microphone over to the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Fluke. Thanks, Mike. Okay, I know you don't know this guy, but there's a fighter named Tito Ortiz, and I'll just... I'll I know you... Tito Ortiz. Oh, you I do? actually do that. Oh, yeah. okay. He had a hot girlfriend years ago, I think. Oh, he was, well, he was dating Jenna Jameson, one of the most famous yeah, the porn, porn stars. Star. I knew time. it. Yeah, of course. So anyway, so t- Tito... Sad that I know that, Dad. Yeah, yeah it's okay. No, no, he just, uh, he, oh, whatever. No, <laughs> I was trying to do the read it for the articles reference, but it's porn, so <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing equivalent. Never mind. All right. We're God. Okay, so uh, below the belt at below the belt MMA, Tito speaking like a moron will never not make me laugh. So I'll, I'll just summarize the video for you. He was being interviewed by a reporter. And in the span of 20 seconds, he made he said two stupid things. First of all, she said, uh, okay, so you're fighting in the fall. And he said, yeah, in April. And then, uh, the, <laughs> and then after that, she, uh, they were talking about his, like he has kids from a former marriage until so he's got a girlfriend now. And he was talking about that, and he's like, yeah, I love my girlfriend. She's a great mother-in-law to my kids. So in the span of 20 seconds, he fucks up both of those. Your thoughts on dumb athletes? Like, like, we always think athletes are getting smarter. There are still a lot of dumb athletes out there. No question. Um, he obviously went to too many training sessions without some kind of headgear on. Um, and wouldn't you, you know, I, I, I know this is unscripted, and we can get away with things because the CRTC in Canada and the FCC in the United States really can't govern us too much. But how would you like to be the girlfriend after (laughs) this guy's been with a porn star? I mean, that isn't too bright in and of itself, but for a guy that thinks April is in fall and uh, the mother of his children is his mother-in-law, that scares you on a lot of levels. And uh, I obviously, we don't ever have to worry about uh, an enshrinement into the Harvard Hall of Fame for Tito, whatever the hell his name is. Um, yes, there are unfortunately still a lot of stupid athletes out there from the wonderful and wacky world of sports. What you said reminds me of a, a Jeff Ross joke, the Roastmaster General. Yeah. Yeah. He has a joke where he says that he, he was uh, asking out a porn star and uh, they were trying to set a time when they could get together and go on a date. And he's like, yeah, so when are you free? And she says, oh, uh, well, I'm I'm working Tuesday and Wednesday, so how about Thursday? And he's like, how about Monday? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Ross, hey, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, that was good. Um, that's really good. How about Monday? Um, how would you like to be the guy that dates a porn star? And I don't care how endowed you are. I don't care how good you are. That girl has seen everything and done everything. Whatever you bring to the table sexually, she's been there, she's done that. She's 
<laughs> you ought to be with you for you, you'd think. I, yeah, but I'm just saying, you try to come up with some move or you want to try to do something to impress her. No, and you, she's been there and done that. You need to have strengths in other areas. Yes, yes exactly. Is, is the that's, that's, that's the great answer. Okay. okay. Moving right along. Sure. Jeff Sherman at Golf Odds, PGA Championship winner updated. So here, I'll, I'll list all the guys that are 20 to 1 or better. So we've got uh, Justin Rose at 20 to 1, John Rahm, and uh, Mr. Thomas at 18 to 1. We've got Ricky Fowler, 16 to 1, Roy McElroy, 12 to 1, Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson at 10 to 1, and the leader in the clubhouse, Tiger Woods, at 9 to 1. Your thoughts on those odds? Um, They're indicative of what happened a month ago at Augusta National. That's exactly what it is. And uh, Tiger has not played since Augusta National. He was originally scheduled to play at the Wells Fargo in Charlotte a couple of weeks ago, but he decided to work on his game and practice down at his uh, home course in South Florida, in Jupiter, Florida. Um, I think those odds are fair. I don't think Tiger's going to win this week, though. I really don't. I'd like to see it happen, but I don't know if you can catch magic in a bottle twice in a row after not having won a major championship in 11 years. Uh, my dark horse pick for this, and he's not really a dark horse. He's one of the best players in the world, but they're not talking about him a lot this week. But my pick for the PGA Tour this week at Beth, Play Beth Page Black is Justin Thomas. He's got the length to compete at this course. And remember... They have been under an unbelievable deluge of rain in New York, and this and the uh, Bethpage Black, even when it's dry as summer, plays to over 7,500 yards in total length. This will be the longest major championship venue in the game of golf right now, and that little that little Justin Thomas, he may look small, but he can hit it a long way, and I have a feeling that this is going to be Justin Thomas's week. I don't know why. I just have that feeling. Interesting pick. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, he, he's got pretty good odds there anyway. So, all right, uh, let's get to do some Onion stories. I haven't done many of those in a while. The Onion at the Onion. Pilot shudders to imagine why passengers taking red-eye to Atlantic City. Well, Atlantic City is the East Coast version of Las Vegas, folks, and they don't have clocks in their casinos. So there is no such thing as a red eye besides the next morning in Atlantic City or Las Vegas. You can get a game at any time of the day in Atlantic City. And, and uh, I, I, you know what? I, I, I have flown into Vegas at four in the morning. McCarran never shuts down. So uh i'm very i'm not surprised by this at all um good luck i hope he does well at the tables <laughs> okay miami marlins looking at eliminating unprofitable baseball wing of organization well you better start with Derek jeter and work your way down um i've said this previously um and i think it was on i can't remember what number it was but i do remember the title of the episode that chris titled this episode was which was drinking your own bathwater which I just love that that saying. Since Chris has come into my life, I use that a lot, whether I'm dealing with my teenage daughter or I'm dealing with different people in, in the business world drinking their own bathwater. I cannot believe. Think about, and I said this, and I'll say it again. Think about how good the Miami Marlins would be if they still had on their roster guys like reigning NL MVP Kristen Yelich. Marcel Osuna, who's now the starting left fielder for the St. Louis Cardinals. What about if they had uh, Giancarlo Stanton and his 60 home runs not playing or DHing for the New York Yankees? What about JT Real Muto, the new catcher of the Philadelphia Phillies? Within the last two years, all of these names were Miami Marlins. 
And you wonder why their baseball operation isn't doing very well? Because their owner, Derek Jeter, um, I don't know if he's trying to sell a rebuilding program or what he's trying to do, but with all those names that I just mentioned, you didn't have to go through a rebuilding program. You had all your superstars right there. The person that needs to get shown the door in South FLA happens to be one, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is the worst GM in sports. No question, and he's also the owner. Yeah, that's just crazy. It's unbelievable. Anyway, okay. I don't. I didn't want you to spit out your water when I read this one. This, okay. is, this is a little bit out in left field here. So, speaking of baseball, but this is not baseball. Study finds goosebumps caused by psychotic weirdo masturbating to old photo of you. Of me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <And> anybody? <laughs> um. Wouldn't that be funny if a study showed be, that? That would really be How funny. How do you do the research? I don't. Well, yeah. How do you do the research on that? Um. <laughs> I don't know if I have an answer to that. I, I think that if somebody is <laughs> slick enough to go in and get the research needed to come out with a statement like that, but uh, that's stuff that happens, I think, behind closed doors, and um, I don't know if I need to see somebody getting goosebumps doing that. I, I'll stay with the goosebumps on the reality TV shows, and that'll be my goosebump, <laughs> goosebump feature of the day. That's as far as I'm going. All right, staying in baseball. Upset Red Sox fan demands to speak to manager. Well, you know, it's funny. This week, um, and I mentioned this briefly uh, when Chris and I got together earlier this week, that uh, I think it was Sunday of whenever it was, we got together and we did one episode because I was a moron and forgot the microphone. And it's tough to do a podcast or any kind of broadcast without a microphone. But anyway, I had made mention that... Um, I feel that it's time to stop the uh, White House visits if teams aren't going as a team. I feel that if you win together, you lose together, you celebrate together. And it's funny because there was a statement today uh, out of Washington, D.C. that President Trump has taken the credit for the recent good play by the Boston Red Sox. They were they were slumping a little bit when they went into Washington, had the meeting sands the guys that weren't coming, like manager Joey Cora. But since then, Boston has won every time they've laced them up, and, and Trump is taking credit for that. Um, you know what? Uh, I think it's an honor for anybody to visit the White House, especially the Rose Garden. When you do that, it means you did something in your field that was exemplary. And that's why I think that everybody should go. Whether you believe in the uh, current president's political beliefs doesn't matter. Again, it's an honor and a privilege. Not every Tom, Dick, and Harry gets to go to the White House to celebrate a championship. And I think that if you are fortunate enough to play on a championship-winning team and you are fortunate enough to get a an invitation to the White House, you go regardless of your political beliefs. And I just, I, I again, I, I, I want to sound repetitive, but you win as a team, you lose as a team, you go and celebrate as a team. And uh, I'm happy for the Red Sox. I don't know what this fan is bitching about because this fan, if he's complaining about the Red Sox winning or losing, where was he for the 86 years of crap between 1918 and 20-whatever it was, 2004, whatever, I think it was, yeah, it'd be about right, 1916, 1912, yeah, it was, whatever. It was, it was, it it was, was eight. Okay, so it's 1914 to... 2000, whatever the hell it was. It was 86 years where the Red Sox didn't win anything. And since that breaking of that in 2004, they've won four championships. 
So there's a lot of teams out there, Red Sox fans, that have more to bitch about than you do at this point in time. Okay, uh, Eric Anders at Eric Anders. Ladies, can we stop with the lip injections? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I Is everybody trying to look? And again, this is my problem with Kim, Kim Kardashian and that whole Kardashian clan. She gets injections into her backside. Everybody's doing it. She gets injections into her lips. Everybody's doing it. It doesn't look good on everybody. If somebody, and I, you know what? I'm aging myself here. I'll go to what my father told me about 100 years ago. He goes, if your friend jumped off the bridge, would you jump off the bridge? Well, I wouldn't, but it depends on the size of the bridge. Oh, millions of girls would jump off a bridge if Kim Kardashian jumped off a well, bridge. Well, but that's what I'm saying, and, that, <laughs> and, that's, and that's so bad. You know, Chris brings this up all the time, and he's a 1,000% correct in regard to this society's adultery of celebrities. Is what, Chris Car- is what Kim Kardashian and her sister and her mother and her husband and everybody else, is what they're saying more prolific than what anybody else is saying? No, not really. Not in my opinion. They have the forum to do so. Um, they owe, you know, in a weird way, they owe a lot of their success to the father of the, 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 the patriarch of the family, who happens to be, you know, Kardashian, the guy that was Robert, Robert Kardashian, but he was obviously one of OJ's original attorneys back in the day. But these guys... If there hadn't been the connectivity in regard to the Kardashian name as part of a main player in the O.J. Simpson trial of the mid-90s, these Kardashians of today, they're nothing without Robert Kardashian. And that's where I'm going to leave it. I can't believe people listen and then do what this Yahoo is doing. It, 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 I would listen to Chris because Chris has sense and he's got a great mind. But what does Kim Kardashian have? Next question. Anyway. Okay. Well, actually, what I want to do before we get out of here is I didn't get to talk about the Kentucky Derby this week. Yeah, so let's I, do that. I wanted to mention that. So uh, I was I was actually, I, I find these different things like, you know, horse racing, stuff that's not front of mind with sports fans most of the year, unless that's your thing, horse racing. I find, I love covering that type of stuff. So I find the horse racing, the Triple Crown really interesting. And did you watch the race at all? Did you get to no. see it? No? No, I did okay. not. Okay. Did you get to hear about all the controversy? I heard about a couple of them got suspended or kicked off or uh, disqualified, but I, I don't know any of the any of the main storylines, and I, I divert to you, sir. Sure. Anyway, so the best horse in the race was Maximum Security, and uh, was, was, you know, the clear favorite, hoping to be a Triple Crown winner this year. And what happened was... Uh, as it was a muddy track, right, and they're coming around the corner, and obviously you're not allowed to cut off guys, right? right? You can't just like start going into their lane and cutting them off and whatever. And I'm not sure it was done on purpose or anything. It probably wasn't, but you know it's slippery out there, and the horse is maybe not running in a perfectly straight line, and it, he cut off a couple of guys, and so then he easily crossed the finish line, like way ahead. It's not like it was a photo finish. Like he's right. way even with that, he's way ahead of everybody. Like I mean, was easily dominant, pulls away at the end. And then they, and he was like a, what, a nine to five favorite or something like that. Something like that. And so then what happens is they do a review. This has never happened before in the Kentucky Derby and they overturn it and they give it to 65 to one underdog country house. Ooh, 65 to one. 65 to one. And I mean, it was the, I think it was the, I think it was the longest odds ever to win. But anyway, and it, it, you know, and like I watched the coverage afterwards and the one analyst said it best. He just said, 
the by the letter of the law, they made the correct decision to disqualify the uh, to maximum security. But the best horse was not given the win. So I mean, it's it's really unfortunate. How do you do it? Is there any other way to do it? I mean, when the you want to find the best horse, but if the best horse is like blatantly drifting into other lanes and cutting off guys, but it would have won any. I mean, it's it's just a really unfortunate thing because if you win the Kentucky Derby. And then if you have it actually like pulled out from under you, you're missing out on millions there. And, and then all these other fees you get, like it, it was literally, you're missing out on over $10 million, essentially. Right. It's a massive, massive deal. And there was no question they were the best horse. And it's bad for horse racing too, because now maximum security isn't even going to run in the Preakness because they're saying like, oh, why would I, you know, run him to death, uh, you know, in a couple of weeks when I can't even win the triple crown Maybe we just leave it for next year. Maybe we try again. I don't know if they'll, even if they'll do that. So it was just a really unfortunate thing. But uh, I mean, basically, I guess in the end of it, uh, replay is just killing sports. There's either too much replay or not enough replay. Uh, although in fairness, I think the right thing was was done. It's just it's just an unfortunate thing. Maybe there's there's no perfect answer, unfortunately. Well, even when we uh, have replay in today's society, whether it's too much or not enough. We're still screwing it up in regard to uh, they go to the command center for the NBA in Secaucus, New Jersey. They go to the command center in Toronto for the National Hockey League. And you've got guys sitting there looking at it and they still screw it up. So uh, not enough, too much, I don't know. But whatever you got, get it right. And I think we were touching on something in one of the last episodes we did before I broke for Las Vegas. We were talking about... Uh, the pass interference rule in regard to the NFL, and there's got to be a time limit. And you live with the decision. You can't go on and on and on talking about nothing, and you're just wasting time. And as we're sitting here in a society where we're trying to speed up the pace of play in our professional games and our amateur games, but it really starts at the professional level because they're the ones everybody watches, and they're the ones that people copy, and they're the ones that you know, and that's why I say one of my biggest pet peeves in in life is slow play on a golf course, and that's why I think the the PGA guys have got to speed it up, because when Joe, uh, you know, Joe Duffer, um, sits there and takes four minutes to line up each shot, and with Joe Duffer, he's going to go well into the triple figures of how many strokes he's really going to have. That takes up time, and. Um, whether we have enough or too much replay, I just think regardless, we got to get it right. We got to run on this uh, 346th episode, our, our this week's edition of Freeform Friday. We thank everybody, obviously Chris and everybody uh, here in our studios, but Bernie Nichols was a big part of uh, our, one of our episodes this week, and we thank Bernie for taking the time to join us once again and talk about all sports market. And we hope that all of you that... Uh, uh, leave messages on all our different social media avenues, continue to do so. Uh, we truly, truly do appreciate it. Having said all that, for the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.